Running back week of rankings month keeps rolling along with 20 through number one. We got a lot of guys in positions that you're probably not expecting. A brand new number one running back going into this year. Where does Todd Gurley fall with his knee issues? A lot of different stuff to get to. So let's count down the top 20 running backs going into this fantasy season. And let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Yo. Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. We're running it right back. We felt really good. Top about, 20, baby. Let's do this. We felt really good about how the first 20 running backs went. And uh, so we were like, you know what? We're we taking almost a five minute pee break. Took a nap. Don, I was so close. Yeah, yeah I you, was teetering. Too close. Yeah. You, you made a bad choice. By uh, yeah, down should not have Tom laid down saw on the couch. Don lay down and was like, "I got to stand. I got to keep moving. Yep. I got to get this blood flowing." <laughs> yep. uh, we're yeah, but we're excited because we got the top twenty running backs. These are nothing the guys. gets our blood pumping like a nice RB one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, like these are the guys that you're going to be no, probably really, <laughs> hinging your fantasy football season on if you don't have one of them good luck yeah. out there imagine I, not getting one out of these 20 guys yeah I mean, honestly, you have, yeah you have to get two out if of you get like guys. deandre hopkins and juju then that's just, true yeah then then okay. you can live with it yeah then you can live <laughs> but with we still ended up probably. with chris carson on that team didn't we and uh uh damian williams yeah so and ingram, we'll be, and ingram. <laughs> <laughs> we all have his top 15 we all have in the top 15 and philip Lins. yeah <laughs> We had all those guys, but we got a D. <laughs> oh my god! I think we got a C minus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy two, I believe. I don't know. I'll post that picture. I can't someday. wait for. The, oh yeah, no, we, we had a sixty seven. Yeah. We had a D. We got a sixty seven D minus. I think it was. That's how Beautiful. you know you did really good. Yeah. Yes, for real. Um, but yeah, we're we're into the top twenty. You can go back and listen to uh, running backs forty through twenty one if you missed oh, it. Oh, they've heard it. Uh, there might be some context that you need to catch up on, and just go back and listen to it anyway because we had some great takes. That's where the hard work is done. Yeah. Some this excellent is the easy part. Yeah, yes. this is the fun part where we get to just gush about guys we love. Starting, yep. of course, with number twenty, our guy Derrick Henry. Now, the Titans are losing their Derrick offensive Henry coordinator. Derrick Henry liked by everybody but the Titans. Everybody <laughs> but the Titans realizes that Derrick Henry can be a bell cow. You got to think with a new coach, you know, that workload that he hopefully was watching on TV or wherever he may have been at that time was enough to tell him that, okay, this guy deserves this going into the year. Deion Lewis had like... I think it was like almost 200 carries last year, which is just too many for him. So I think it's only natural I that they can't lower him. He got through the full season. It's only natural they lower him. He could not make it through the full season. And yeah. This guy is a tank. It's time. It is time. How yeah. how many years does he have to put in in this terrible situation before he gets one to shine? I mean, it it's now or never. Right. Yeah. I can't be. I can't do this again next year. No, absolutely not. We've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And the hurt is too bad. It's always been a Derrick Henry podcast, and he, he's always proven us right when he has the ability to do so. Right. But the snap share has just been kind of Abysmal. befuddling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it should. Heartbreaking. I think it should tip in his favor this year. If it doesn't, gosh. Derrick uh, Henry. Uh, is, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> Derrick Henry is kind of like the Lexus of running backs from last year because he had a December to remember. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to go not. through the five games that he played in December last year, okay? I did not see where you were going. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that was but I loved good. it. Yeah. December 2nd <laughs> against December the Jets. December Henry. Yeah. December 2nd against the Jets. 10 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. RB2 week, probably. Thursday, December 6th. 17 carries. 238 yards. Legendary. Four touchdowns, including the league's first 99-yard rushing touchdown. 238 rushing yards. On 17 carries. On 17 carries. 14 yards a carry. They decided also to boycott tackling him. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. They were just like not interested <laughs> yep. in that at all. Well, he's, he's strong. Yep. I'm scared. Sunday, December 16th, they played the Giants. 33 carries, 170 yards, and two touchdowns. 30 carries, and he still averaged five yards carry. Beast. Saturday, December 22nd against Washington. 21 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. We need him up in the last week of the season oh. versus Indy. New Year's Eve Eve, 16 carries, 93 yards. The Titans got blown out by the Colts, so 
It was probably a big Deion Lewis game. We need him up in that 15 Why can't plus. that be every month? 15 carries at least a week. He gets that. He's an RB2 lock. Yeah. He had 18 we carries in weeks two and he's three. He's got to be there for us. And then Everyone, didn't have it until. It's not that we need him there. Everyone needs him there. Yes. It's a better world when the he's Titans there. The Titans need him there. They were chanting <laughs> his name that one game where he was on the goal line. Yeah. And they weren't giving him the ball. Right. Oh, on the sideline. That was the first time the Titans have had anything to chant about in a long time. Yeah, it's <laughs> usually hisses and boos. We gotta take a stand. <laughs> this is a, this is our time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, listen to the, the people will. for Derrick Henry. Yeah, listen to the will of the people. Let's get Derrick right. Henry out there. Fifteen touches. Derrick Henry. Derrick December. December Henry. December to remember. The people's champ. <laughs> Number nineteen, Devontae Freeman, coming off of a knee injury that cost him. Basically the entire season last year. He was in and out. He was effective when he was in, as he always is. Uh, but, you know, there's injury scares. and You're a little more fearful than, than me and Tom. Me and well, Tom are yeah, it's uh, 15, been two 16, years now down to 25. He's been hobbled, and I'm starting to think that load management, it's such a big hot topic in the NBA now. I think it could become a topic of contention in the NFL, it's a different especially with Edo Smith NFL. there. Who carved out him? Who yeah, carved but they're paying Devonte Freeman in. They are a butt ton of money. They are. They're, they're going to use him. Yeah, I, I think him. it could be a big Devonte Freeman year. I think it's going to be. a I big hope it is. Back. Yeah, I, I think mean, he could easily finish an RB one. But the thing is, and to Don's credit, is Devonte Freeman doesn't play the full season. How many games did you guys project him to play? I projected everyone for sixteen, oh, okay. and not because I think everyone will play sixteen, but I just don't have good enough information right now to yeah. say that they can't. Who is and who isn't going to, yeah. you know, it's, I had him it's in hard 12, to pick. And I, I think understand that that's why, why he was 25. I understand why you would I projected like every guy out for 16 games and then kind of just guessed how many I actually yeah. thought they were going to play. Fair yeah. enough. That's all it really was. Yeah, so, I mean, Devontae Freeman. I love Freeman. If he improved, can stay on the field, he's going to be great. Great offense and an improved offensive line. Yeah. There's not, you know, they were they ran the ball pretty poorly last year. That's why they upgraded the line. They should should be better off. He's good out of, the, out of the backfield catching the ball, too. Oh, like, yeah. That was the cool part about him and Tevin Coleman is, like, Devontae was a little bit better on the ground. Coleman was a little bit better on the pass, but both of them could do both things pretty well. Yeah, it right. wasn't technically thunder and lightning. With no, them, it was. Which is, it gives that that masquerade of what are they going to be doing? Yeah, yes. which helps out the offense and helps out Devonta Freeman. I like him, like yeah, him a lot. I have too. him at fifteen. Coming up next is a guy that I like a lot. I almost had him in my top ten. It's Chris Carson. I think he is in line for a monster year. He's another guy. If he can, he's another if he can stay healthy kind of guy. But if he can, and if you know Seattle can manage him the right way, the volume, man, it's amazing. Every time he's healthy and playing, he's playing incredibly well. Yeah, he eats and he gets fed. You know, <laughs> he eats and he gets he fed. He eats and he gets fed. They reward him properly. Take note, Tennessee. You know, yeah. the other teams. If you feed him, note, he will eat. Chris Carson has proved himself at every step of the way, which is why I think he'll be the starter. Which is why I think he'll be a you know a fringe RB one, which is where you, where you get when you have a guy at eighteen. You know, he's yeah. in the mix. For it could be RB one every you know week to week for sure. The workload's amazing, and if he stays in, even if Rashad Penny can take ten carries away a game and a couple catches, and he could still have twenty and a few catches for himself. Exactly. I wish he caught the ball more. Same. You'll hear that a lot. I mean, that's my knock on him, and that's yeah. all I have to say. I mean, I love the talent. The team loves him. Yeah. He can yes. do no wrong in the eyes of Pete Carroll. No. But, or me. But I, mean, I love this dude. It, it, he doesn't catch the ball. So no. Sorry. That's fine. Speaking of not catching the ball, number 17, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Besides that one this absolutely spectacular catch. catch, maybe the catch the of the year. The man catch of the year last year. Yeah. Um, this is such a tough guy to rank because number one, he doesn't get a lot of catches. Number two, Kareem Hunt is on the Chiefs, or on the uh, was on the Chiefs and is now on the Browns. He'll be coming back in week 10 because he's got he's suspended for eight games and during the first you know, eight, eight weeks of the season, they have a bye. Yeah. So he's not coming back until week 10. Right. And so it's like, what do you make of this? How do you approach it? I mean, I think you're like, I'm Nick Chubb almost had a thousand yards last year. I'm foaming at the mouth. If Nick Chubb was available to me in the, in the late second, early third round, there's a yes. couple games and it's, it's tough to do this to somebody, but if you take away the big runs, right? Like then yeah. he's, 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 I wouldn't say middling. Cause there's a lot of things that actually make him a standout player. He's right. one of the most, Highly rated evasive runners in the NFL. Yes. I think he is the highest one, number one evasive rating. But so I sh maybe I should say elusive rating. 
But yeah, I think it's elusive. Elusive rating. rating. It's an elusive term. I think they're to both me. pretty close. <laughs> I think they're both close enough to me. What the terms together? Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, I'm a stickler. You can be a stickler back. We're a high okay. vocab. We're a high level vocabulary fantasy football podcast. I've got him I getting like that done. Ability. I've got him getting done everything you need him to do. But I've got yeah. him squarely as a RB two. The fear really is, you know, I obviously wish he would catch the ball more. But the fear is Kareem Hunt, right? Yeah. If Kareem Hunt comes in and takes away, you know, five touches a game from this guy down the stretch. You need those touches. And I've always thought that Kareem Hunt was more receiving back. I'm hoping that that's kind of how it shakes out. And like I said, he almost had a thousand yards last year. He hit long runs. He made important catches and big catches. You know, he's shown that he can do it all. And if you yeah. start off with an eight-game lead on a guy, I think that's got to mean something. It's got to yeah. mean something to the team and to you know the momentum right. of the team. You don't want to start messing with that if Chubb is just churning and burning. Yeah. And I really think he's going to be. I think he's actually going to be the driving force of this offense, not Baker Mayfield. This is one of my favorite things to bring up is the effect that Freddie Kitchens had, not just on Baker Mayfield, but maybe more importantly on Nick Chubb. Chubb averaged 84.8 rushing yards per game during the final half of the season with Kitchens as their head coach. You extrapolate that out to a full 16-game season, he would have had 1,300 rushing yards. That's what I have him for. Like and a, I had him like a lot. He had th- 1,350 and 13 t- rushing yeah. touchdowns, I think you can basically pencil in. Yeah, I have him I mean? for a little over 1,000, but I, I am the resident fearful person of yeah. Kareem Hunt. Yep. And that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, for and that's sure. fine. You know, like I, I like there are definitely some fears with me. It's just a guy coming. Would in. you feel obligated to draft him, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, no, if no. You had Chubb. No. I, I just think that like nine weeks is so long it's to keep a guy who's not long. going to play. Yeah. So like the guy who drafts him, Kareem Hunt, and good you know, luck keeping him. Yeah, yeah, like you're gonna cut him. I just I don't even think it's a handcuff situation, right? So it's not like you need him. It's just a cannibalization situation that's gonna start. Right. So. It would just be two two running backs who are worse for having yeah. playing with each other. That's all. All right. Speaking of cannibalization, this guy might this next guy might be a in cannibal. line for some. He might be a cannibal. <laughs> we don't know. There's a lot about Philip Lindsay we don't know. <laughs> Undrafted guy bursts onto the scene, steals the backfield from Royce Freeman, who we Eats talked about person. on Tuesday. <laughs> Eat him, ate him alive, and now he's got his sights set on Joe. Fl- I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Joe I mean, Flacco is going to dump it down, and that's why I kind of gave Philip Lindsay some respect. He loves dumping it down to the running back. Philip Lindsay, great receiving back, very quick, going to be very reliable to get open quickly for Flacco as he panics in the pocket and tries to get rid of it as quick as he can. He's the quickest running back to the corner in the league, Philip Lindsay is, and I think he will be able to continue to do that for this year and many years to come. I just love this dude. He's got such a great story. He was such a better every down back than people gave him credit for last yeah. season. And yes, the wrist injury was unfortunate, but I just don't know how, you know, that's unlikely to happen again for me. Like his running style is like very conducive to keeping himself fresh. And My I think fear, he's in for another big year. I think uh, we're actually in for a touchdown regression on Philip Lindsay. I think he had a lot more than he's going to be cut out to get as yeah, much. You, how many did you have him scoring Tom? Let me check on my individual, but like, you know, when Royce Freeman gets hurt, then it's obvious that they go to Philip Lindsay. And I'm not like I'm not still trying to die on the Royce Freeman hill. Right. But he's gonna he's be there. there and he's gonna yeah. be a goal line guy. For Philip Lindsay, I've still got him scoring seven touchdowns on the ground. But that is less than he had last year. Yeah, so I had him I, in for nine. I'm not calling I think he had nine last year, so I'm not calling for any improvement there. Just a slight regression. He's yeah. still gonna score. He's yeah. uh, probably from a ways out as well. Yeah. And I, I think he's an awesome talent. No running back in the NFL had more yards or uh, more yards prior to contact than Philip Lindsay. Right. So he was set up well. He was set up for success. And when a guy like him can get up to speed that way, he's dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, if they I, if they I'm, keep that theme going Philip Lindsay's uh, ceiling is, you know, I'm thinking out there. Uh, in my in my bonus league uh, where yeah. I get a point for a 40 yard play it might be worth it to uh, to keep him in mind. He's a guy, yeah. and that's that definitely helps out that oh, yeah. sort of thing. Number 15, new team, new outlook for Mark Ingram. How, We're big on this guy. You Scott is over the moon. Yeah, I'm actually in and between yet I you guys, 14, 15, 16. But Scott but, is just vocal. Oh, yeah. Him. I'm like out there with it with my Mark Ingram love. And I think that my rankings update, you know, as we see training camp shake out and see what's going on, and it's confirmed that Mark Ingram's definitely going to be the bell cow. And we start to see how the Ravens' playbook might shake out and see how run heavy they're going to go, what kind of style they're going to run. I think Mark Ingram, I could have him climbing up more towards the top 10. The potential is insanely high. 
He's with the best running quarterback that we've seen in a while in a system that is going to run the ball featuring the quarterback and him in this read option that is really tough to defend especially for a guy like Mark Ingram who hits that first hole like a hammer and just brings on contact he's going to be ripping through the line wide open sometimes because everyone's just going to be staring at Lamar faking you know like all the read options and stuff he's going to be awesome the workload was insane with Lamar for running backs it was so much running that he's just going to eat every week right and i mean like you looked at it and i think it was like baltimore running backs extrapolated for a for a 2000 yard rushing season yeah it was with like 2300 yards just the running backs. yeah so you take and, and, and you do what scott did which was take 60 percent of those yards and give them mark ingram 1400 it's a like, 1400 yard hello. season and i i I'd put and it I didn't a little lower that than that I gave him 13. yeah so did i i was in like the 13s but he can but. catch the ball too like he was <laughs> he's a great screen guy he learned learned under the church of uh pierre thomas in new orleans for a while second episode in a row we brought him up now yeah two in a row for pierre thomas <laughs> he's a new jonas gray he's back to back um but no i mean i'm i'm in love with mark ingram i think you know this is the best opportunity that he's had as an as a professional to be a lead running back and I think he's going to be great with it. He's never been the featured back. He's always been in yeah. a split. Like, New Orleans never trusted him enough. Never I think the belt. This yeah. time, always the thunder. <laughs> always the bridesmaid. Never, never the bride. Whatever. Yeah, there you go. Who caught the bouquet last night? They didn't do it. What the hell? Didn't do it. <laughs> they didn't do it. They don't call for objections anymore. Here's my weddings uh, have changed, <laughs> and I don't like it. Here's my new business idea: the brocade. It's for the groom to throw back, <laughs> and uh, the boys try to catch. And it. there's What's a beer in, in the middle. Like a Smirnoff ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flowers. Smirnoff ice. <laughs> flowers the with thing. a beer in the middle. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. But it's got a fun name. <laughs> but you spray it with Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> flowers hold the perfume scent very nicely. <laughs> That's the brocade. Yeah. For only 19.95. Leonard Fournette caught the brocade from Jacksonville this off season. <laughs> Talks of him getting cut. They let TJ Yeldon go and replace him with a much inferior running back in Alfred Blue. And once again, they're saying he's prove got it right keys. now, Leonard Fournette, yeah. or we're done with you. Come get this your money, it. big fella. He when this guy plays, he plays well. When he, he plays, he's an RB1. He's a dominant player. Boy, does he play. I love him. I'm real excited for him because I think he is being disrespected. I think if you can get this guy third round at the front end of the third round, are you kidding me? Leonard Fournette? Yes, sir. I'll take him with a smile on my face. Yeah, I'm a bit. I, I wanted him to be higher on my. I was disappointed where I saw where he. I shook was out. too, actually. But um, I mean, we're still pretty high on the guy considering the market right now, right? Like his ADP is pretty. I would agree, disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. and it's I think disrespectful I'll draft him, as hell. I think I'll draft him. A lot of people just have a sour taste in their mouth from like the way he kind of screwed them over and what went down last year. But, but that, it's going to be a different. That team. doesn't mean anything right now. I mean, if he plays sixteen games, this is a this is probably a running back one. So it's almost a. Di- I I want to move him up. I wish he would catch more passes. They do get him more involved in the passing game. And Nick Foles has already come out and said that he thinks Leonard Fournette is going to be more involved in the passing game. He likes throwing the dump down passes right. to him, and they're already getting along. Nick Foles isn't this like, oh, we're going to come here, we're going to play shotgun, and we're going to air it out. Like, yeah. no, he's he needs to. Nick Foles is a game manager, yeah. And if you put him in the right spot, he can win you a Super Bowl. He can manage but the hell out of that exactly. Game. But you need to have this stuff around him working well. Leonard Fournette is the linchpin of this offense. If he rolls, they roll. Tom, last year you had a bold prediction of Leonard Fournette catching more passes than. Kareem Hunt. Are we thinking we circle back to that and exact. pick a new target for no, him? Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right, you win. No, this year, it's Kareem Hunt has more catches <laughs> than Leonard Fournette as your bold. That would be a good one. The whole point was just that he's not a forgot. I hope he's not a forgotten guy for our listeners in full point PPR leagues. Right. That's my point. He seems like a he bruiser. He doesn't look like that. Yeah, he yeah. seems like a bruiser type, the but they throw him the ball and they want to continue to throw him the ball. Yeah. So when he, where he doesn't get that PPR credit, just remember that he actually deserves it. Right. We're Here's a guy up. who literally today I had to change my ranking on because his outlook is looking a lot brighter. It's on Johnson. Now, it's a crowded backfield right boy. now. I'm as high as anyone in but, the industry, according to uh, Pro yeah. Football Focus. It's high. <laughs> I'm not as crazy. I'm not crazier, but I'm as crazy as some. As some. And I'm crazy for on Johnson. Yeah. There's no way about it. Uh, rumors that Theo Riddick are on the roster bubble as I'm creating these Which rankings. Which is just crazy. Just or like, some out for Theo Riddick. Basically yeah, just cut. like inject that into my veins oh, while yeah. I'm making this. You know, yeah. I just felt fearless with on Johnson. The way that I came up with my numbers for him, which are 
pretty favorable to his credit, are actually super fair. So here's where I want to uh, detail it. I took weeks 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, where he had really tough matchups, actually. He played Minnesota. He played away at Minnesota, away at Chicago, right? And I took his rushing and his receiving from there, extrapolated it out, you know, fudged it a little here and there. But what you get is a top 10 running back out of that. Like, if he can truly be that third down guy, and they love throwing the ball to him, they've already admitted that. Oh, yeah. And they didn't not throw the ball to him yeah, already. Caught plenty so it's, of passes it's not last even year. like this huge like uh you know mental gymnastics thing. It's it's a logical leap to say that carry on Johnson is gonna improve. I've got him for 1,100 yards, nine rushing touchdowns, seventy five catches, and a butt ton of receiving yards with three scores there. And you know, that's not crazy for a guy who not. catches the ball and rushes the ball and a team that is out, committed like, to him just outwardly saying we're yeah. gonna run the ball this year yeah we're gonna run the ball this year yeah we're gonna run the ball this year it's like all right shut up guys we've yeah, heard yeah. it but like yeah, but they're thinking about getting rid of a guy culture need to talk it into existence yeah, like, yeah. that's what they had to do in seattle well, i want stuff. them to shut up so carry on johnson remains right low a enough place that i can get him my fear is just that the lines won't be very good i know he'll stay on the on the field but i think his touchdown capability isn't high in that offense and he's not saquon barkley he's not that uh, you know much of an athlete where i think he can make that difference on his own well what i love about him and even in those tough matchups that i had brought up right is his receiving does not stop and he plays right. against these tough guys he, he's got games where he's over 100 he's got games where he's 15 plus carries already under his belt you remove Legarrette blunt i know and a lot of carries open up for this guy and let's just take a quick look when he plays minnesota at minnesota when he plays chicago at chicago he's catching the ball over five times going for 69 yards versus Seattle. Nice. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you throw in a 69-yard performance. It's nice. That's going to really inflate your day. 38 versus Chicago. And I've got these struggle games in here. You know what I mean? Like, at Minnesota, he really didn't do a whole lot. And no. I'm using that group of games to extrapolate out. Then he gets hurt, and people forget about him, hopefully. And I'm just hoping yeah. that the hype stays low enough on carry on. Right. I'm hyped all the way up. My, here, here's my other fear that um, we haven't brought up. I get, I get the hype, but they also have CJ Anderson. I don't, and they gave the ball to Legarrett Blunt way more than he deserved last year. So there's an idea in my head that's that even if CJ Anderson sucks, they're still going to give him the ball. The reason that I just think CJ Anderson is a non-issue and carry on will McCaffrey him right out of there is. That uh, who's the name? Patricia. Yeah, Matt Patricia. He, yes. And Legarrette Blunt, they're buddies, Patriots. They go back. Okay. So like, there's already an existing relationship. Yeah. It's like how when Bruce Arians is like now he's signing like all his guys, Andre Ellington, like yeah. whatever. I think Andre Ellington Just is like a perfect first example year kind of thing. Yeah. yeah Andre is. Ellington is Bruce Arians' guy. And Legarrette Blunt is probably Patricia's. Yeah, and I think that's just a you know familiarity thing more yeah, than they it do is. because they right. trust the guy going in. Yeah. All right, number twelve, Tom. You had this guy as a first round pick at the end of the season, and now you don't even have to use a first round pick to get him if you don't want to. Damian Williams. Damian Williams. You may have to use a first round pick on him because I don't know where you're. Tom drafting. won't blame you if you do. I'm sure. Uh I, I might. It depends no. who's on the board, but it, like, fringe right on the right on the RB one right line. Great you're, spot it for Damian Williams. Drafting. If you need him, you know he he might not make it back to you, and that's Damian Williams. He's he's a really good talent. The team didn't do anything at the running back position aside from adding put Hyde. on Hyde. Yeah, and I don't think Hyde is going to damage him too much. I think Hyde will frustrate you sometimes, and I've talked about this before. And, it, and like. Damian Williams is getting 30 touches uh, a week. 30 he, touches. He doesn't guy. need to get anywhere near 30 touches to have an awesome game for Kansas City. He can do it on five catches. He can do it on the ground. The thing with him is his versatility. He's going to be the new Kareem Hunt of the offense. So did Kareem Hunt get every single carry? No. You saw Spencer Ware, and you saw all these other guys mixing in. But who was the feature? Akeem Hunt. It was, was Kareem Hunt, and now it's Damian Williams. He's going to blow up. I got him for 16 touchdowns. The way I was talking about uh, Marlon Mack, and saying like, oh, he, he got to play him when he's ahead or when that team's going to be ahead because that's when he's going to be most valuable. Damian Williams is that plus catching. Right. Plus the team is pretty much always going to be ahead. Yes. Like, is Damian Williams the best running back in the world? No. no. Is he in the best spot in the world? Maybe. As a running back? Maybe. So, and that's all it is. Yeah. As a versatile running back, I would say yes. That he is yeah. in the best yeah. spot? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's hard to argue. It's really difficult. So, especially once once you especially see if what happens with Tyree Kill sticks and he does he's not around. I mean, it's like yeah. it could be insane how yeah. high it can and go for Damian Williams. If you just like we talked about Sony Michelle's impact in the playoffs, that's what Damian Williams was like, and maybe even better for the Chiefs throughout the playoffs. We move on now to number eleven. Todd Gurley. <laughs> it just feels weird. Uh, Don't uh, all start at once, guys. Uh, the thing with Todd Gurley is... <laughs> it's so scary to talk about bad. him. And I really don't want to say something and have him go nuts. This is the problem with my doing face, our rankings in I'm June. I'm so like, scared. This is why so we scared. have to do Honestly, there's nothing to say. Right now, I have him for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns, <laughs> 50 catches and 500 yards because they're... Nice. Yeah. Square yeah. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm right around the same. I dude. don't know. I don't want to make him too low. I don't want to make him too high. This 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 ranking will change. Yeah, it has yes, to. It, it has will. to. We're going to get clarity once, you know, uh, training camp comes around and we get more info on his injury and the Rams plan and how yeah. many first team reps Daryl Henderson got at practice today. And, you know, all those things will actually play into Todd Gurley's scenario. It's not a, yep. you know, just pick him, click the button. Todd Gurley is your RB1 for the rest of the year. It's not going to be that easy this year, no. unfortunately. Gurley could be a third of what he was and still be a starter, though. Yeah. So oh, yeah. There, we have to acknowledge the possibility of that as well. Yeah. So he's not devoid of value. No, he would have been the RB1 last year. We, we've spent the whole time yeah. disparaging him, and I have him at 9. Don has him at 12. You have him at 13, and we have him at 11. So it's not like we think he's going to be terrible. No. It's just these other guys, there's a little bit less to be afraid of. Right. There's a lot more to figure out. Yeah. Number 10, Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. I have one thing to say about Dalvin Cook. He's cool. Every week that he's played and been healthy, he has been an he RB1 rocks. in his career. He rocks. He rocks. He's great when he's <laughs> Is that healthy. it? Is that all we're going to say? I really, he's great when he's healthy. Check out the he's article I wrote on him this offseason. It's Noah on our Tavius website. Murray. Got to scroll a little down to find it, but it's on there, and it goes into detail why I think he's going to have a great year. They, when they changed offensive coordinators last year, it was because Mike Zimmer was was like, you throw too much. Like, we have to run the ball. And then when they committed to running the ball, it was also at the same time as they started to phase Latavius Murray out of the offense and give Dalvin Cook that workhorse role that he had two years ago at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And now he's put it together over basically a full – if you take those four games and the other six games he played at the end of this year – you know he's he's done it if, at a, a stretch long enough for you to win yeah. your league. You know if yeah. he, if he plays really well the last ten games of this season this year he could be a difference maker. And people yeah. are worried that maybe he won't be like the bell cow because they spent a third round pick on uh, Madison. Yeah. But the thing is, is I believe that that guy's a backup or just a guy or whatever because and the other they, went, they committed so hard to him down the stretch in oh, week yeah. seventeen he played ninety. Three percent of the snaps. That is in a week seventeen game on a great offense. So you can't tell me that they're like trying to protect him at all costs. No, that just tells me that they're they don't even think like that. Dalvin Cook is never going to run against a loaded box because they have to sell out trying to stop Diggs and Thielen and Rudolph, who's somehow still there. You have to you have to protect against them on a deep ball that Diggs or Thielen can hit at any point. Right. It's going to keep the that's another thing I bring up the article. It's going to keep the box clear for him running through open lanes. The guy can do it. You know, yeah. he breaks tackles. He's elusive. Yep. And the best thing about Dalvin Cook, you won't hear Tom say it about him. Dalvin Cook can catch, man. He catches a lot of passes, and he's a good asset in the red zone receiving touchdowns. And this Kirk guy, Cousins, great check down quarterback. This yes. guy is not only an RB1, but a first round pick if he scores more touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Last year he had two rushing, two receiving. That's not enough. No. But the thing with touchdowns is they're so here and there. That yes. he could blow up to a double-digit touchdown guy, and he has no other flaws in his game, right? No. statistically or eye test, whatever you want to call it. That if he scores ten touchdowns, this guy's an RB one. End of discussion. Every yes. single one of us top had, five, like yeah. I said in the article, he'll be in the first round <laughs> that's next a, year. If that's scores, really what if it he is. scores ten touchdowns this year, he'll be in the first round next year. Yes, every single one of us had Dalvin Cook ahead of Todd Gurley in our rankings. It feels like a logical spot did. to yeah. have that fallout yeah. occur after though. Yeah. Number nine, Melvin Gordon. He's been an RB1 the last two years. Very few people can say that, but he's also been hurt the last two years, and he's unfortunately one of very many who can say that. In the that. championship weeks for us. He yeah, apologized. it's always there. <laughs> he did apologize, and I do respect the hell out of him for that. But I did disrespect him a little bit in these rankings. I have him at 11, and I think that's fair. Um, you know, he's great when he plays, like we said, but if he goes down and uh, – 
screws you. You know, they could be load management too with him more than anyone. You know, like if the, if I was the Chargers, I'd be mixing guys in and just trying yeah. to keep him fresh because they legitimately have a chance to contend this year, and uh, you know they haven't really in the past. So it he's a actually big could touchdown be here. scorer. Yes, he's a big time pass catcher. Mm-hmm. So give me all of that. Yep. I have him at yep. running back eight, projecting him for sixteen games. Do I think he'll actually play sixteen games? If I had to bet money on a gun to my head, I say absolutely not. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, and you win so, that bet. So that's the thing, right? Is it, it, he'll probably trickle down a little bit more, but on a game to game basis, you can expect RB one level production. Yeah. So. If I stat him out for 16, he's a no-doubt RB1. Right. It's just it's yes. always going to come up that way. And I've got him right around the same point total as Alvin Kamara. Also, big note for Melvin Gordon, he changed his number. 25. No, his cell phone number, too. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put it up online. Wait, is that for real? No. Did oh, you call him? You tricked me. I know. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> number eight. Got to mix in some fun every once in a while, Tom. And I know Scott's Joe mixing, time. mixing this guy into his rankings. What do you have him at, Scott? Eight. Eight. I have him seven. That's what I figured. Yeah. I got him right there, right on line with the consensus. You guys helped me out and keep him right where I like him, so thank you for that. Um, led the league in rushing yards last year. Missed two AFC. games. AFC in rushing yards. Thank you, Don. Missed two game, two and a half games. Um, Could have led the league if he didn't miss those games. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, can catch, like, literally caught balls playing wide receiver scoring touchdowns split out wide they use him in a bunch of different ways he's their best offensive player and it's not really even close at this point even though aj green's a great receiver it's joe mixon it's it's his time it's to show that he's getting 20 touches a week and he's gonna do work with it yeah i think um you have to own geo bernard it doesn't have seem to. like that obvious but when Joe Mixon goes down, Gio is like he's awesome. Gio was an RB one when free. Mixon was out. Yeah. So like in my opinion, because of the the pain that he has withstood, Joe right. Mixon, I don't want you to withstand any pain. I want you to just have Gio Bernard there in the yeah. last round for free. Yeah. Yeah. Good Protect call. Protect yourself. Good yeah. call. Because there's nothing else to fear with. There's yeah. nothing to fear when, with Joe when Mixon Gio besides plays, injury. He's like money. Oh, RB one. He's got yeah. all oh, yeah. his friends back. Andy Dalton will be playing. AJ Green will be back. Like I've there heard. won't be. He was doing all of what he did last year. With just the worst possible setting for a running back, backup quarterback, wide receiver one, and at the end of the year, wide receiver two out with injury. Poor offensive line. Two play, different tight ends lost for the year. The offensive line was terrible, and he still led the AFC in rushing and missed two and a half games. It was an unbelievable against all odds type of season awesome. for Joe Mixon. Now you start to see some of those red lights turn green, and it really could be all systems go for Joe Mixon this year. I got him rushing for 1,500 yards. That's a that's how what I have too. That's a lot. I don't have him rushing for that much. That's Zeke level. It yep. is. Number seven. Heard it here first, Tommy. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. They didn't pay him all this money to not give him the ball a bunch. Is seems to be our take. Volume. Well, I mean, I've that, liked what I've heard from camp too. He's playing a little wide receiver and stuff, splitting out wide, you love moving, that. moving around. So that's great. You he know, keep better. him involved. Yeah, he better do it all like he claimed he was going to. This is his chance to show out, and I think that's really like your sell point on Le'Veon. If you're going to take him, like he, he he waited all this time to prove himself and really prove his worth, and like now's his chance. You know, like he's actually going to go out there and prove why he got this contract, why he waited all this time, why he why he vacated twenty one million dollars not playing last year. And really, just show everyone why he's been one of the best running backs in the league. I've got him as a as a good rusher. Obviously, I'm not going to hate right. on his skills here. But where he butters his bread is the receptions. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that he's going to be really efficient in that. They better use him creatively, Scott. I agree. what did you guys have him at for catches? Ninety. Wow, I only really? have him for sixty five. Yeah, I only have him at fifty. I got to bump that up. I I think they better get him up there. And yeah. I think the, the the Jets are a great candidate to do so. I think kind of like right. in the same vein with Kenyon Drake, where it's like it's not a very good team, and yeah. hopefully it becomes a better team. And if it does, I I can hope that Kenyon Drake is leading the backfield. Right. I know that Le'Veon Bell is leading the backfield. Oh yeah. But in the event they're down, they better throw the ball to Le'Veon Bell. They've got him. Yes. They better use him. He's great at it. So I have no issue with giving him near league high reception totals. He's one of the best receivers in right. the running game that there is. And, and he's an elite threat. And one I think of the that things that putting him up here makes a lot of sense. I'm upset I didn't bring it up in the in the last episode, and we're almost done with this running back rankings episode. But one of the things that was interesting about the way that Tom and I looked at this is Tom did his projections a lot based off of what the player has done in their career, where I did it based off what the team has done recently over yeah. the past few years. So based off a team projection, 
the Jets didn't really just pepper the running back position last year, so that's why my receptions are very low. But I have him running they for like 1,300 yards. But on the other side, Tom's thinking – Le'Veon's a receiver. This is his career. This is what they're going to make him do. His career has dictated that he's a mismatch as a receiver anywhere he goes. So, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the difference between the two. But either way, you had him at, what, six, and I had him at 10. I have him at six. Yeah, 313 points, which is going to put you squarely in contention for one of those great, great seasons. Yeah. But this is also where this, this range, before we get into, like, one, two, and three, and maybe four, where, like, the points go up. Up, way up, up, up. and I've got Le'Veon like forty point. We're, we're at the end of a tier. <laughs> I've right got now. Le'Ve- yeah, exactly, and I've got Le'Veon not in the up, up, up right. category anymore. Right, but I've still got him elite option. Could he end the season there though? Yeah, probably. He they, could if he does. They better throw it to him. Like I yeah. said, yeah, no kidding. That's how right. it's going. And get if done. they do, he will finish like right. that. Yeah. Number six, another guy threatening to get into that upper tier, James Connor. Yeah, I now, like the way it shook out for him. That's funny side. that they're right next to each other. And that is funny, actually. I had him fifth. Tom had him fifth. And Don had him sixth. Yeah. So, Don, what the hell, man? Um, Why do you hate him? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Everybody's been talking about the, the Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell situation. Oh, so this is why you hate him, huh? Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> the best game that Jalen Samuels played when he took over was at the end of the end? year was <laughs> a middle-of-the-road game for James Conner last year. Like, James Conner... Blew up in in a lot of games when he was the starter. They just, in they just know like, they can't. He's play better him. than both of them. They just know they can't play him at the snap share they did last yeah. year. He played like seventy five percent of the they snaps said in every that start he had on a weekly basis, and then didn't do it. And then so didn't do I it. don't right. care what they say about it now. Right. And the team has never really done that. They just get one guy and they and they go. They let him have the world, and I love that for fantasy. And I hope that they continue that with James Conner. I don't read too much into the tea leaves about what they say. Right. The division of labor. I think that's really, you know, get these guys excited at camp and make them work hard. They don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to give James Conner the ball. That's our that's our business model. Right. That's not what they're going to say. Right. So they're excited about every player on their team. The player on their team that I'm excited about in the backfield is James Conner. James Conner. All over. His receiving chops are way up there. I've got him for 75 receptions. They were not. You know, uh, afraid to give him the ball in that vein. Yeah, they were never afraid to give Le'Veon the ball in that vein. No, nope. so it's not like they have to make a lot. How of many changes. total touchdowns for the man? Total touchdowns, a lot. I'm gonna see. And you know why this is 18. Me too. I, I had 16. I have 18 for him, and that's that's why he shoots right up here. I had 12 my rushing, fear, four receiving. My How fear is that up. I have uh, 15 rushing, three receiving. Wow, look at you guys. Same wavelength with James Conner, man. We're both right there. Wow. My my fear, I lowered him on the reception end. I only have him catching um, 40 balls this year. I had him Because my fear is that he, the way that they're going to be able to get him off the field is on third down with Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels yeah. isn't, the, isn't the tip, your atypical running back. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. It's just, it makes sense to use him on third down. So a little bit less receptions, but still overall a, a yeah. beast. Season. My counterpoint to that is only just that the uh, the offense is so pass happy. It's one of the most pass happy offenses there are. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be third down. No. And I know that you agree right. with that. Yeah. But it doesn't oh, necessarily yeah, for have sure. to be third down for him to get right. targeted. Right. Yeah. We'll move on to number five. We can't quit him, guys. David Johnson. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll go back to this well for now. It's like new system. I you need to quit. Yeah. Better quarterback yeah. play. You can't. You can't quit him. You he can't. was he was running back ten last year. Yeah, ten. In a year that you were literally year pulling your hair out on the yeah. couch watching them play, we like, traded him in a league. Had to. <laughs> had to. <laughs> had to move on. We couldn't take it anymore. No. <laughs> um, I would not trade him this year. Hopefully, no. I think he's gonna be just amazing you think about how he graded out as pro football Focus's best wide receiver a few years ago and then they don't even throw him the ball i think he's gonna return that's, that's maybe my absolute favorite stat bit like ever him. yeah he's the, he was the best receiver in the league and he played running back i think he's a 75 catch guy too i think they better do that same way with Le'Veon yeah. johnson or Le'Veon johnson Le'Veon bell they better give david johnson 75 receptions completions yeah. whatever you want to say and i think he Runs the ball a ton, and Scott, yeah, just like James Conner, I think this guy, uh, he crosses the painted line a ton. Yeah, I only, I only have him in there for fourteen touchdowns total, but I still think it's a pretty strong. Number. I've got sixteen total, twelve I have on the 17. ground, four in the air. 
Yeah, I'm ten I'm, and four for me. I feel good about it. Too. I got twelve and five. I'm fearlessly taking David Johnson. I have no reservations. Oh yeah, about it. I want David Johnson. I want David Johnson. Like that's someone who I'm oh. targeting because, like you said, his value, the the receiver trend, you know, goes goes once Kamara comes off the board, basically in your in your typical drafts at this point. Yeah, and once they start to mix in, you can really get David Johnson at an amazing value of yeah. people. You know, value Melvin Gordon and these other guys that we have lower over him, which right. a lot of other rankings out there, you know, they don't have David Johnson this yeah. high. Speaking of which, Scott, number four. Wait, hold oh, on. David Johnson? Yeah, Go just ahead. a little David Johnson tidbit. 2016, I know we've been talking about the raw data here of, like, what people have scored. Right. David Johnson, 368 fantasy points it's in unreal. 2016 in half-point PPR. That is... It's like, my, he was over 400. If I'm looking at my projections... It's like 25 points higher than anything I projected out. That's actually what I... It's actually exactly what I have projected for Saquon this year. Oh, wow, that's spoilers. Crazy. But just saying, <laughs> I mean that's number one running back. Yeah, like no doubt territory. Yes. That's that yeah. up up. Oh yeah, that good good. That's that good good. Number four, Alvin Kamara. I um, had him at Tom two with the ultimate slander. Come on. Seven criminal. I had him. At, I have him at two criminal. He's been a top four running back each of his first two seasons. Ingram's gone. He's got he's like thirty three touchdowns so in his career. He that's scores. That's why I can't. I can't just say that that's always going to happen. But he's still in the Saints offense and with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Like, I think you can bank on him scoring. He's great in the red zone touchdowns. as a runner. He's great in the red zone as a receiver. He hits long plays through the air and on the ground. He he does it. He has to all. do that, though. That's I, and this they won't is like win more if he doesn't like, do that though. I I mean that's that's part of it. He has to do that for fantasy, or he doesn't have a ton of like bail you out value. He's not a he thousand gets a yard ton of catches. Right. Do you have a do you have him for a thousand yards? No. Do you have the, no. Yeah. So uh, that's all I'm saying. It's just like he doesn't have that bail you out. He like, could go 1,000, 1,000, though, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. It wouldn't kill me either. And eight is not even that low, guys. Don't give me that. Seven. Shit. Seven. Sorry, I'm moving him down. It's not even that low. But <laughs> I have him only behind, you know, studs. Right. I know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But it's disrespectful as hell, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> Don, tell him. I love him. I mean, he's one of my favorite players to come through the NFL in a long, long time. That doesn't mean that, you know, just going to be But so because good. of what he's done, like he's no, I 31 touchdowns in 32 career games. I Hey, look, that's a touchdown a game. I can yeah. almost do the math. But Incredible. I just, you know, he's got to do that. He doesn't have the other And he's, he's in the offense where he can. I agree. The only offense in the league where he could probably, yeah. he can do what he I get did. what he's saying. Though. I'm projecting him for 15 touchdowns. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. I know. You're, I'm just saying, like you're acting like I said he's bad. You are. I'm just saying that he's not going to score. You're just saying that he's bad. I'm saying he's going to score one less than a <laughs> touchdown a game. Yeah, and I'm getting which is his career trend slander. <laughs> Number three, Tom Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel. We all had him at three. Yeah, the crop top lives on. Zeke, I'm got. I got him for fifteen hundred. I already crop said top. that. I think he's going to have uh, double-digit touchdowns, and I think, and I pray, that we can get him into that 70 reception. Caught 70 guy. balls last year. I know. I've got him for 75. He's in my 75 gang. Him, David Johnson, and James Conner. And the reason that I repeat that is, like, that's weird company for Zeke to be in. Yes. Right? But that's what they want to do, and that is so, so great for fantasy. That's, like, 100% of what you want. For a player like Zeke? He like, becomes, oh, my God. He becomes, Any pass he can catch He becomes gold. elite. And yes, he already was right. So to grow his like fantasy share is incredible. I've got him for 300 rushing attempts. No one else. He hits that number. That's not what? even like wishful thinking. Yeah. And you know, I just hope that he can keep those touchdowns up. He's not a big. He hasn't been like a. That's the problem. Big touchdown scorer throughout his career. He's Remember we looked. Fine, at, we looked with Christian McCaffrey right. and Zeke, and, yeah. I, and we talked about how you know Christian McCaffrey is actually scoring more yeah. touchdowns than he is. Um, David Johnson. Or, sorry. Zeke Elliott is a big chance to do that, especially oh, yeah. if the Cowboys can improve and play well. That's it. And adding Amari Cooper and other pieces into their offense is just going to make their efficiency go up. And That's if you give want. Zeke more chances in the red zone, you could see that change. They want to play with a lead. They just are trouble, have a lot of trouble getting one. Right. They always play close games, those Cowboys. Number two, that bacon, egg, and cheese is just 
plotting its revenge. It's funny how it's a different episode. Yeah. Though, so it's yeah. Like, yeah, this guy eating bacon, egg, and cheese yeah, every day? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I usually do. He goes to this battle every single day. <laughs> Didn't he learn from last week? <laughs> it's so good, the bacon, egg, and cheese. Number two, Saquon Barkley. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Don slandered him. I did. I have him at five. Oh, yeah. And the I get, Giants suck. And I get burned at the stake for saying Alvin Kamara will have one less touchdown than the game's played. It's also slander that I will not stand for. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But five. Him properly. I have my, five. I have my I one. had David Johnson, Kamara, Zeke, and... My thing was like I lowered his catches by like almost I lowered him by like ten. I even lowered his rushing yards. I think I've lowered almost every one of his stats. He was still running back one by like good margin. I have him at one by eighteen full points uh, over Christian McCaffrey, and I have them both for a hundred receptions. I think wow. they're I think they're in that that company. Yeah, I got that's for that 90. tier, and I think that and I, I it's like we're beating a dead horse. But that is what keeps them at that tier. I just think. Do you just not have them scoring touchdowns? I have them scoring 15. So do I. I'm scoring 18. I have them, I have them at 1240 rushing. Oh, that's where it 90 is. 90 catches for up. 800. I got them up at 15. And three, and three receiving touchdowns. I mean. You have. Then you must have these other guys for monster seasons. Yeah. Because that's a monster, what you read off. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's fine. I mean, you're allowed to think like, that these guys are going to do well. I just think the Giants are going to be I want them to. What's. How many, like, what's the difference in total points for you on running back one and running back, like, five? I bet it's very... Well, he's my running back five, okay, and the perfect. difference is um, 25 points. Yeah, so for me, between running back five and running back one is 40. Same, yeah. So you're you're just, you yeah. think some of these guys are going to have bigger seasons yeah. that are closer to the I have Saquon end. one point behind David Johnson. Yeah. So... that's That yeah. explains that. Yeah. Yep. And I think he's within three of... Uh, you're in that area of if there's a touchdown, this changes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. One more touchdown for Saquon yeah. puts him up. Right. But it's still slanderous, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, good luck replicating that with the Giants team getting visibly worse That's why I have after him. being the worst team in the league last year. That's why I have him for the Hundy bomb, the Hundy, the Hundy reception. If Daniel Jones ends up taking over, I think he's more prone to not check down and go towards the receivers, though. I mean. Maybe I'm wrong. Here, but I can't imagine not throwing to Saquon. I would lean so hard on Saquon <laughs> if I was a rookie who needed help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. I just, I, I couldn't j- just anoint him, dude, after it, he's on one of the worst teams assembled in the league in the last ten years. And that's fair. It is. It really is. There's not a lot of running backs who finishes the number overall RB one on the worst team in the league. Didn't have at least a top ten rated offense. Well, and yeah. then also to return to the the one is also pretty tough. Yeah. Yes. Our Speaking number one, of the one, because of the slander of Saquon, so I will bear this responsibility. One person alone. who will never get slander on this podcast, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Three. I Run love him, man. CMC. He would have had. In full point PBR, he would have had a 400-point season in all likelihood, and he would have finished his RB1 if he had just played Week 17. He was so good as a running back last year. My moon, my stars, my The rookie episode, Tom read off his Stanford stats, and you know the very first rookie episode we ever did, we were just gushing over, like, wait a second, like, this guy's not just a, like a Danny Woodhead. He's not just like some receiver. As much as I love Danny Woodhead, he's, he's Zeke. He, they were like putting he's him be, between he's the better tackles. Than Zeke. Yeah, he can run between he's like the Danny tackles. Danny and Tomlinson. And now look at him. He's put on like 30 pounds of muscle since he's joined the league. He looks like the Hulk. And he's going to go out there and absolutely dominate Dude. again. I am pumped, pumped for him. The only guy that will make you have a negative Danny Woodhead opinion. Only guy. <laughs> only guy. Only guy. Exactly. <laughs> It's just a more evolved I, Danny Woodhead. I can't Woodhead. believe so, Danny Woodhead got caught in the crossfire there. <laughs> yeah, that just goes to show. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> must feel very strongly. I'm sorry, Danny. I love you still. And the good thing that's affecting Christian McCaffrey right now for me is like Cam Newton's health and shoulder do look like they're they're progressing. He's going to be throwing in in training camp, and he's gonna he's apparently on schedule. So like, if he's not it human. wasn't that, and if it was Taylor yeah. Heineke going into the season. I don't know. Like I, I probably wouldn't have him as my number one running Once back. Once they got the kryptonite out of that shoulder, he was ready. Yeah, He's fine. Man, man of steel, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> surgery or otherwise. So but just, uh, dump just, down King, too. Yeah. He loves dumping it down, and he's going to do it you all think, year. Do you think McCaffrey can 1,000-1,000? 
Yeah, I, I think, have him. I, I have forty him yards away I have from him. Thousand, thousand. Do you? That's just cool. for fun. Almost. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's because cool. I've got him so much above Zeke. Not so much. But I have I, him over two thousand yards, but not. I'm twelve hundred. I've got a comfortable buffer between Christian McCaffrey and Zeke, so I just made it a thousand thousand. Yeah, just to make it look good. Because I love that. Yeah, but I think it's possible. I think it's completely within the realm of possibility. Yeah. I think the short yardage target stuff is going to go up with Cam, and a lot of the complaints about Christian McCaffrey landing on the Panthers was Cam didn't really throw in the short yardage. So, in in all actuality, Cam's just getting better at that. So yeah, he he. It's not that he was bad at it. He just didn't do it. He didn't have so, that uh, the option. So now he's, the amazing now option. Now he's got a season of that under his belt, where there was obviously some struggles when they first you know got together. The first year was rough, but we're in the swing now. Like th- this is yes. this is it. This is the time to do it. So if they're ever gonna put it together, it's gonna involve Christian. Yeah, McCaffrey. and to me, I think the Panthers uh, like their window to be good with Cam Newton closing. is like right now. Yeah. yeah, where you still have Olsen and you you have these young Barely. receivers on on cheap Olsen contracts by a thread, by a thread. literally <laughs> threads in his foot. yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. But it all spells well for McCaffrey, if, who is the best. And that, yeah. and it's also one of the another one of those guys where whether it's through success or failure, he'll be extremely relevant. Yes, he yep. has the highest snap share of any player in the NFL besides quarterbacks. He doesn't Insane. miss a snap. No, and there's no one behind him anymore. It did, remember it would, when we it, thought C.J. Anderson was going to be a thing? I didn't. You didn't. I did. Good. That's how we I stole him in yeah. that dynasty startup. We it took yeah, one. We it took what afraid. one preseason game, and we were like, "Forget it." I mean, I stole him. Yeah. I stole yeah, him. What was it? Third round? You had it. You got him, him, got him at like I got him at like seventeen or nineteen overall in wow. a dynasty startup Insane. last year. Oh yeah, I know. We I loved know. that pick. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's All like right. top five probably right now. He should have been. Yeah. 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 If he's this year going into dynasty startup drafts, depending on how you prefer wide receiver to running back, but that's for a different episode. Yeah, it is. All right, so that's going to do it for our running backs. we got wide receivers coming up next week. That should be another very fun one. Uh, Nikhil Harry could end up being a being a Thursday guy. we got a lot of different guys. Not for me. Where does Marvin Jones end up is, I think, going to be an interesting one for the Ruts boys. Thursday for me. Uh, Ken, what do we do He'll with Kenny Galladay? You'll see Kenny Galladay on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, really? Nice. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Kenny G, baby. <laughs> baby. Baby. All right. Wait, I thought you were saying that you'd see Kenny G on the the thirty through uh, twenty one through forty episode. Yeah. Oh no no no. I'm sorry. You Thursday. Got I got the days wrong. That's why I was like, whoa. Kenny G on Thursday and Marvin Jones on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I got. I got. And I think I might throw Marvin. I think I led you astray because I think Marvin Jones could make it to uh, to Thursday for you. For it's me. possible. Wow. That'd I could cool. see that too. What's wrong with cool. Marvin Jones? Nothing. Nothing. He's awesome. <laughs> And what's wrong with Kenny Galladay? Not a shit in his chest, apparently. So I'm gonna do my research. Wait, what? He's not, he's not totally healthy. Yeah. Oh. He's got some chest stuff going on. Hmm. Yeah. Marvin Jones. Gotta get off that gas. Marvin Jones, Mister Big. Stop eating bacon, big egg, chest. and cheeses. <laughs> no kidding. Uh. Antonio Brown, Mister Big Chest. We'll see where he lands yeah. as well. Yeah. That's gonna be actually. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm not looking forward to working on that one. No, that's oh, going to be I'm a telling tough you, one. it's tough. That's going to be man. that might be where I where session 1 ends for me is when I get to Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabetical by city, of course. Yes. <laughs> um that'll do it for us. Scott's at Wags FF, Tom's at Hillier FF, I'm at Why So Serious. The show is at Rats FF on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much anything else you can think of. We will see you guys next Tuesday and next Thursday. Another week of two episodes before the season starts to get rankings month out of the way. We were looking forward to it. We hope to see you then. Until then, keep scoring. Baby, we were born to win.